Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 29, Osmoregulation, Pros and Cons. We've all heard the advice that if you are marooned on an island with no water or floating in a life raft awaiting rescue, under no circumstances are you to drink seawater when you get thirsty. If you've ever tried it, you know that drinking seawater can make you really sick. But why is that? The reason is osmosis, a completely passive physical process that moves water in and out of cells. You might remember the definition from high school biology class, the movement of water across a semi-permeable membrane in response to a concentration gradient. But what does that actually mean in the day-to-day functioning of living organisms? And how does that relate to us drinking, or not, seawater? The smallest unit of life is a cell viruses notwithstanding. And cells are defined largely by the cell membrane, which, you guessed it, is semi-permeable, meaning small molecules like water can pass easily through it, but large atoms and molecules cannot. Depending on what is going on inside and outside the cell, water will either move into or out of the cell through the membrane. The concentration gradient part of the osmosis definition is referring to that what is going on inside and outside of the cell, particularly with the amount of solute or dissolved material in the internal and external solutions. And yes, in this model, we think of cells as being surrounded by an extracellular fluid, whether that is fluid that is in the body of a multicellular organism or water, either fresh or marine, in which a single-celled organism lives. When there is more solute in the external solution than there is inside the cell, And you can think of solute as salt. There are more types of dissolved substances that can impact osmosis, but it's easiest just to think of the solute as salt. When there's more salt outside the cell than inside the cell, water moves out of the cell towards the salt. The cell gets dehydrated until the concentration of salt inside the cell's fluid matches that of the external environment. If the cell is saltier than the external fluid, water moves from outside into the cell. There are obvious problems here. Cells that lose fluid shrivel up and don't work as well. Cells that take in too much water swell up and can rupture. Animals have elaborate biochemical mechanisms like ion pumps that allow them to control the concentration of solutes inside and outside of cells, effectively managing or continuously compensating for osmosis, like the pumps that keep the New York City subway from flooding. But if the concentration gradient is too large, these mechanisms can get overwhelmed. If you drink salt water, the high salt content of the seawater pulls water out of the cells of your intestinal tract, dehydrating you from the inside out. Seawater has a salinity of around 30 to 35 parts per thousand. Our blood plasma is around nine parts per thousand. We readily lose water to the ocean when it contracts the permeable surfaces of our bodies, like the insides of our intestines and our mucous membranes. That's all at the cellular level, though. Animals that live in aquatic environments tend to rely on physical barriers to prevent the contact of osmotically active surfaces and tissues with the outside environment. Impermeable skin, or exoskeletons, that prevent osmosis and, most importantly, allow the animal to maintain osmotic homeostasis, a stable level of solute concentration in their fluids and tissues. Constantly managing osmotic stress even with physical barriers, is a full-time, high-energy job, and thus not to be taken lightly. 
Many animals, especially the invertebrates that live in the ocean, have solved this problem by osmoconforming, meaning they adopt the salinity of the surrounding seawater and thus don't have the energy expenditure of pumping salts against a salinity gradient or continually excreting the excess water they absorb. It means they're a good deal saltier inside than you or I, though the types of salts they have inside may differ quite a bit from the outside seawater. But that doesn't matter in osmosis as long as the concentrations are the same. The trade-off, of course, is that they are at the mercy of the salinity of the surrounding water. If that changes beyond the range they're adapted for, their metabolic processes can suffer. It's a risk conforming to the external environment, one that might change, instead of putting in the extra effort in controlling your internal fluids regardless of the external environment. The success of marine invertebrates demonstrates that going with the flow really does pay off. This has been episode 29 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Sid Hartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week.